Hey, y'all. Welcome to Origin Gates weekly podcast called Wisdom's Echo. I'm Parker Thomaston, and I will be sharing an insight of the day. Today, I'd like to share my heart concerning what a plan is and how plans are meant to work on our behalf. Personally, I absolutely love it when a plan comes together. In fact, I would dare say that there are few things more satisfying to me than watching a plan progress from an initial state of creation into a place of maturity and fulfillment. You know, I I believe that's a characteristic of our father, Yahweh, that I've inherited because he desires for us to mature as sons and daughters. But I believe that also as we mature, the things that we expect, the things that we're meant to have authority over, and the things that we're meant to govern should also progress into a state of maturity as well. I'm reminded of a quote from Apostle F. Nolan Ball, who established uh, his ministry in Panama City, Florida, over 50 years ago. Uh, He was the one who actually ordained my apostle, Aaron Smith, from Gates of Zion here in Mobile, Alabama, well over 30 years ago. Uh, I was, you know, just a a wee child uh, during that time. But he had a quote, and he said, I will continue to persevere until I hold in my hand the dreams that I've held in my heart. To me, this statement is so fascinating because oftentimes people will develop a dream or a plan, um, and they spend their whole lives trying to labor and, and toil over bringing that plan to pass. Um, and, and very few people actually create a tangible manifestation of those big dreams within their heart. But I believe that it delights Yahweh, our Father, for us to be able to present dreams back unto Him that are fulfilled and full of purpose and made tangible. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today is what does that process look like in advancing from a place of creation into a place of maturity or fulfillment. So to give you a little background, I've not always been considered a planner. Uh, as a matter of fact, I would I would say that that probably didn't take place until I got into college. Uh, I've always been very responsible and very organized, uh, but I was kind of one of those guys that would just, you know, um, it would I would just kind of play things by ear. I never really had a strategy of how I was going to develop the things that I carried in my heart. Uh, there were things that I hoped would happen throughout my life, uh, but I really had no direction as to how I would uh, bring those things to pass. So I remember being a freshman in college. Now, this was probably 16 years ago, so so kind of hang in there with me. You know, I'm, I'm just turned 18 years old, started college at University of Mobile. It's a, it was a small Southern Baptist private very religious college, um, but but I was sitting in a business class one time, intro to business, and my professor would consistently reinforce his belief on the importance of planning. Now, I've already told you that I was not really a planner at the time. Uh, I didn't have a five-year plan. I didn't have a 10-year plan. Didn't have a 20-year plan. And he would always tell us, like, students, I don't care if you don't remember anything that I say in this class, there's one thing that is very important to me, and I want you to remember this. 
A failure to plan produces a plan for failure. Now, as a young man, or you could be a young woman, or an old man, or an old woman, you know, the the age is actually irrelevant um, in relation to this statement. I don't believe that there's anyone on this planet that desires to fail intentionally, right? And so what I did is after I heard my professor say that, I ran out to my vehicle. We're at the beginning of the school year, so I had a lot of like fresh notebooks that had not been written in, and I run out to my car. I grab me a new notebook and a pencil, right? On the front of this uh, notebook, I, I labeled it plans. And, you know, it's kind of funny because I think it was like a... 150 or 200 page notebook and I, I probably <laughs> accounted for about four or five pages uh, in that notebook of my plans of things that I wanted uh, to see you know come to pass in my life. So as a single guy you can probably imagine that my number one plan, number one priority was finding the woman that I would eventually marry. So I begin to make this list, right? And I start writing down all these different things about what I'm looking for in my future wife. Um, Hair color, eye color, things that we have in common. Um, You know, just, you know, she's got to be funny. She's got to laugh at my jokes and think I'm funny, which really, (laughs) looking back, probably means that I was looking for an actress because I've never really been that funny. So for someone to, to you know, realistically laugh at my jokes, there had to be a little bit of uh, a little bit of acting there uh, to just play along with with what I had to say when I thought I was funny. Um, but yeah, so I write all these things down, and and there's a song by Garth Brooks. Right, you can't you can't be from Alabama and have a podcast uh, with all these incredible men and women of Yahweh without referencing country music. So there's an artist, his name is Garth Brooks, and he had a song called Unanswered Prayers. This is one thing that I'm grateful for, that I wrote down on my plan sheet, um, that, that Yahweh superseded my plans and my goals and my dreams in relation to my future wife. Um, I married an absolutely incredible young lady who uh, at the time was a young lady. She's still a young lady, a phenomenal woman, uh, wife, mother. She is absolutely everything more than I could have hoped and dreamed for. Her name is Becky, now Thomaston. It was Jax at the time. The reason why I'm sharing this with you is because Oftentimes, your your perspective is relative to your position. So you may find yourself in a place to where you're hoping and dreaming and planning for something that you think is great. But as you continue to honor Yahweh in relationship with the way that you live your life, you'll see that, that He is such a good Father that He very rarely will give you the thing that you're asking for. Um, oftentimes it is a million times greater than anything that you could imagine or think. And, you know, go figure, the, the scripture is right, right? Exceedingly and abundantly beyond all that we could ask or think. So, so I remember being uh, at University of Mobile as a freshman, was not in a relationship with anyone at the time, extremely picky about what I wanted in a woman. And then bam, when she showed up, um, she was absolutely everything and more 
that I could have hoped and, and dreamed for. I, I'll hopefully share some stories about how we met and, and our relationship uh, later on down the road, but I want to get back to this thing about plans. So I wrote down all these plans, and I, I thank Yahweh that He did not allow me to settle for things that I thought were big hopes and dreams and plans at the time. As a matter of fact, He kind of like kicked down the wall of these boundaries that I thought I had set around myself that were so expansive that I would never be able to fill the capacity of my desire. And and he just came through and like wrecked my world in a tremendous way. And I am such a blessed man. Like people usually look at my wife and then they look at me and they're like, oh, he must be very rich. <laughs> And uh, I guess that's about all I've got going for me. You know, I am a good guy. I'm just not very good looking. Uh, we 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 go to the grocery store and we'll walk through and and they see our boys, you know, and they're very handsome. I've got three incredible sons. Elisha is eight, Eber is six, and Ezekiel is two. And my wife looks like she's still 20 years old and I'm, I'll am i be 35 next month. I won't divulge how old she is, but she's knocking on my door. And so... They see me with this big beard and they're like, oh yeah, he must be rich. <laughs> and I am very, very wealthy. So uh, yeah, guys, um, you know, if you're out there and you're in a position and you're looking for your, your future spouse, uh, number one, pray hard, live fully for Yahweh. Number two, save every penny that you make uh, because money can buy happiness. I'm just teasing about that, but there is some truth to it. So getting back on track, this thing about plans, um, I adopted this belief for myself and I later found that I had set myself up for a lot of disappointments as well. And, and the reason being is because I had preconceived ideas of, of feeling like I knew better than Yahweh how things should play out in my life. I thought that I knew better of what job I should have, what promotion I was eligible for, how much money I would have in my bank account at a specific time, how many children we were going to have and when they would come. Uh, there were all these different hopes and dreams and aspirations that I had written in there. And, and the things that I knew that I wanted and needed, Yahweh always gave me so much greater than what I had asked for. However, there were things that I asked for that Yahweh would not allow me to settle for. And, and this is what I'm talking about with the old Garth Brooks song. Y'all have to look that up. Uh, I know I, I say y'all a lot. That's a southern term uh, in the southern part of the United States. It is a uh, contraction, I believe, for the combination of you and all, y'all. Um, it, it may not be in the dictionary, but trust me, it... It, uh, it translates in the world that I live in. So that's a song that you guys, y'all will have to look up as Unanswered Prayers by Garth Brooks. Looking at this, it, it's basically just a reminder that there are certain things that you may think that you need and there may be certain things that you pray for. But in Yahweh's goodness, He will never allow us to be satisfied in anything outside of the fullness of who He is and who He desires to be to and for us as His sons and daughters. So some of my plans were, were very attainable. Some were pretty big plans for a young man at, at 17 to 21 years old. But what eventually happened 
is that because I had set limitations and parameters on how I thought Yahweh should show up in my life, I denied the ability to be spontaneous because I had actually bound myself up by my expectations. I didn't know that I was binding myself up at the time. To be completely honest with you, I thought I was being responsible and doing what a young man at my age should do. So I know that I I tell a lot of stories and and make this thing personal. Um, Let me try to get into some of these notes. What is a plan? So a plan is defined as two different parts of speech. It can be a noun or a verb. Uh, In the noun form, a plan is an intention or desire about what one is going to do. Nouns are generally used as identifiers. And verbs require action. So the verb form to plan is to decide on or arrange in advance. It's it's setting things up. It's what my professor told me I needed to do to, to, to be responsible is, is if I didn't allow myself to make plans, then I would have no clear direction or practical way to allow these plans to come to pass. What eventually happened is I subjected myself to the plans that I had written down in that little spiral notebook. And, and what happened by me doing that is I allowed those plans to carry the authority that I was designed to carry. So uh, I just want to remind you that, that more and more I've learned and I'm continuing to learn uh, that, that I need to be responsible to plan for one thing. And that one thing is to completely trust in Yahweh. If, if I can trust in him completely, I know that he's a good father that desires to give good gifts to his children, and he's not going to lead me down the wrong path. The problem is oftentimes I find myself feeling like I know better than he does, and Yahweh, if you'll just let me help you out in regards to this situation, then I feel like we'll have a better outcome. And eh, that's wrong. <laughs> I, I'm telling you from experience that's wrong. The more that I trust him, I take my hands off. I align myself with the scroll that he has fashioned for me. I see that that oftentimes, actually all the time, Yahweh knows exactly what he needs to do and exactly what we need to do. The problem is, is we kind of alter that because he gives us the will and the choice and the opportunity to, to make our own decisions. So, Proverbs chapter 16 verse 3 is found in the New Living Translation is, is where I'll be reading from. It says, commit your actions unto the Lord and your plans will succeed. You're, you're probably thinking like, Parker, if it were only this easy. I'm telling you it is. The problem is, is that we've been raised in such poverty and slavery that we think that we are incapable of possessing the authority that is necessary to allow success to occur simply because of who we are. Number one, you must identify who Yahweh is, and in doing so, you are rightfully identified in the image of who He is and who He's created for us to be. So I believe that as we engage the plans that Yahweh has for us, we will become more and more aware of how He desires for us to be successful. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 Boom, you guessed it. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord Yahweh. They are plans for good and not disaster to give you a future and a hope. So if Yahweh knows our plans, 
we then have a responsibility to become witnesses where we stand in agreement, we stand in alignment, we fix ourselves in front of his face to allow him to be able to become the the image of who we set our focus on that we would be able to reflect and project that very image of who he is and the authority that not only he possesses, that he intends for us to possess as well, fully aligned with his word over us. So family, I know I'm running out of time. I apologize for being long-winded, but I, I love this opportunity to be able to share my heart. Thank you so much for engaging with us. I should have done this from the beginning, but I honor all of the founders of Origin Gate, all of these fantastic men and women of Yahweh that give their lives to us, that invest their time into allowing us to be able to increase in our relationship and in our understanding of who Yahweh is through this. I also honor my spiritual father, Apostle Aaron Smith and Pastor Robbie, whom I've had a tremendous privilege to serve for over 24 years at Gates of Zion here in Mobile, Alabama. And I also honor, last but certainly not least, my physical father and mother, Mark and Susan Thomaston. I've had a tremendous opportunity to grow up and watch a godly man and woman function in the fullness of who Yahweh has created for them to be. And there's absolutely no chance that I would be able to be in this seat and in this position uh, without their love, without their support, encouragement, and also without them just being true to who Yahweh has created for them to be and encouraging me to walk in the fullness of who I am. Family, again, I love you. Thank you so much for engaging with us. And I look forward to the next time we have to spend together. Bless you.